1: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Game House College Sports Show. I'm Joe. With me is Kyle, as always, here to talk some college football. Last week, we previewed week one of our bowl picks, uh, and we've had some good games already. And now we're going to get into our recap of those. We're going to pick week two. Kyle, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. It's been a fun bowl season. You know, a little weird, but, you know, football's football, and it's been a while without it. So it's been an entertaining uh, first. What are we on
1: day five now? <laughs> yeah um, it's always it's always like fun for me because like some of the games aren't good some of the games are good but there's always some like wackiness to it right like there's always something crazy. We're gonna get into some of the games here in a second but like there's something weird usually happens. I don't sometimes there's guys playing different positions sometimes there's just a crazy game that, that goes on forever whatever it is it's just it's just fun time. Let's start it off, Kyle, with our Bahamas Bowl recap. UAB beats Miami, Ohio uh, 24-20. to um, This is one where they needed to come back in the fourth quarter. They were able to do so. Um, Dwayne McBride, their best player and running back, ended up being a late opt-out for this game. Uh, but they handled it without him. you know. They 116 yards for the backup, two touchdowns. Um, and Dylan Hopkins was able to throw for a bit as Miami had some guys on the transfer portal. Uh, definitely one of the most awkward... Um, I would say bowl games out there because uh, we had on one side, we had Miami, Ohio, Brett Gabbard did not play in this game. He entered the transfer portal, came right back after he saw the other quarterbacks that were in the transfer portal portal. And then UAB, Trent Dilfer uh, is taking – the interim coach's job at UAB and they had to work together and it's it's like one of these weird situations where obviously the interim coach is not happy because he thought he earned the job and uh, then Trent Dilfer comes in and Trent Dilfer's showing his Super Bowl ring to the cheerleaders on the sidelines. There's a lot of fun little things going on in this game. Fun game in the Bahamas. It always delivers in the Bahamas.
0: It's just college football these days, I guess. Uh, yeah. no, was, uh, I thought Miami showed a lot of good fight. Um, I did not expect it to be as close as it was, and they came right down to the end where they almost won or had a chance to win, and, uh, you know, it just comes up short there in the very end. Um, yeah, you and I talked about that final play. I mean, that was, that was a crazy way to start bowl season, by the way. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, he was literally just like a couple yards short you'd wonder if he hits the receiver in stride, if he's able to make the first guy miss on the angle, and then maybe all he has is one guy to beat. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a hell of a job by Miami uh, coming in there ready to play and, you know, give them that UAB everything they had.
1: Yeah, we we, we were talking about it, and I was like, this is, like, not something you usually say is throw it 10 yards short of the end zone on, like, a do-or-die play, but uh, it almost freaking worked. It almost worked. Yeah. All right. Well, that was an exciting way to get it started. Let's go to one of the more fun bowl matchups. I think, at least from before we had the results of it. Um, we had Troy beating UTSA eighteen to twelve. UTSA looked like they were going to have this thing going pretty well. They were up um, early. They had a safety of a missed snap from from Troy, and uh, they you know they were up twelve seven at the half, which is not usually like they like to play. They usually score some more points. But uh, Frank Harris, their quarterback, was kind of off in this one. Troy was able to come back and win this one 18 to 12. A really good really good effort by this uh Troy defense too. Uh, John Summerall's done a really good job. Both these coaches honestly, Jeff Trailer, John Summerall, these are guys to know if you are a fan of a team who might be looking for a coach maybe next year.
0: Oh yeah, I think John Summerall's name is going to be hot here in a second, but yeah, I, you know, Troy has a good defense, you know. I, I was not too worried about that. It was just it it's a high powered offense from UTSA. I think we all expected this game to be in like the 30s maybe. Um, it ends up being a defensive struggle. I mean, it starts out with a safety, the scoring does. So, I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. So maybe it was a little uh, – wasn't easy on the eyes, maybe. <laughs> it was a little bit of a defensive struggle. But I still thought it was a good game between two really good teams, and Troy just you know edges it out there at the end. So, you know, kudos to them.
1: Absolutely. I don't I don't think either of these guys will be there much longer. There's some other guys we'll get to uh, maybe later in bowl season uh, that we'll talk about. Maybe not at these – Smaller schools, but uh, there's plenty of jobs that will be open in the future. We always know that. Uh, we'll go to the 17th, which was Saturday. We start off with the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Uh, Kyle, we noted how awkward this game was. We talked about UAB Miami a little bit a little bit ago, but uh, wow, how awkward was this? Same sideline for UC and Louisville. You have Scott Satterfield going from Louisville to Cincinnati. You have a, a rivalry game. You have a trophy they found in an equipment manager's like house and they ended up playing for the rivalry trophy because they don't play anymore, these two teams. It was definitely weird. Um, Louisville ended up winning 24-7. to um, They were able to run the ball. Jawah uh, Jordan uh, had, a, had a really big day, um, and that's all that mattered because they didn't even need Brock Doman to even have a good game at all. They just they ran the ball well, played good defense. Uh, so something we talked about, Earlier this year, Kyle, a lot of, a lot of this year was, um, you know, Evan Prater, the quarterback for Cincinnati, just didn't look the greatest. He made he made a couple wow plays, but there was also a lot of bad plays, too. Um, his offensive line wasn't fully intact either, so that, that may, may have played a part in that. But um, Cincinnati has to figure some things out going to the Big 12. For, for Louisville, showing that they're more than just Malik Cunningham, which they've kind of done this year when he's been injured, but showing that they're more than just Malik Cunningham, I think was a really good step this this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, Malik's been out before. No, they don't have the shiny record that they would have hoped to have, but they won games without them, like you said. Um, and I think it's been more of a testament almost to their defense. I mean, I know it's Cincinnati. It's a very easy team to defend against. Um, and, and let's be honest, on that touchdown play, I mean, how much is that – was there a little luck involved there too maybe? I mean, he, he wasn't making plays like that all game. That one just happened to work out. Um, but You're not going to win a lot of games with 120 yards on offense. Um, and it's kind of what I expected going in. I mean, Cincinnati's offense was non-existent once uh, – Bryant went down, and, you know, it's because Prater just didn't hit yet, I guess. Um, they even throw the backup in there um, for, I believe, the first drive of the second half or one of the drives in the second half, and first thing he does is he fumbles it. So it, there's just nothing going on. You know, I, I credit, I guess, Kerry Combs for trying out something different. But, yeah, nothing was going to happen with this team, and I guess you needed the defense to stand strong with so many transfers and everything. That was going to be hard to do. So it, it went pretty much to chalk how I expected it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's got some things to figure out now. Um, this is what your team is next year, and you're being the Big 12. It's going to look ugly.
1: Yeah, losing some recruits right now, losing some transfers right now. And, uh, you know, Evan Prater, if he's not the guy next year, you got to find someone. And Scott Siderfield um, obviously has, has worked with mobile quarterbacks like Malik Cunningham before, so maybe they'll figure it out. But uh, not the way you want to play in a rivalry game, and, and especially one where the spread was one point. So uh, not, not exactly – how the Vegas people thought it would be, but Louisville gets the win. That's all that's important. They were obviously motivated to beat the team that their coach left for. Uh, in the Las Vegas Bowl, Oregon State beat Florida 30-3. to uh, This was a game we talked about how many players for Florida opted out in this game, how many players were in the transfer portal for Florida. Uh, they were pretty thin. Um, Jack Miller comes in and, and doesn't really – I don't feel like the playbook was totally open to him. He was 13 of 22 for 180 yards. He didn't play that great, but – um, just think, there was just so many players out. I don't. I don't want to put all the onus on a quarterback uh, when you give yeah. up 30 points too. And Oregon State, I mean, as we said, it doesn't matter that the quarterback play has been good all year. They can run the ball. Their defense is good. Um, 30 to three, big win for them. I know it's you know it's against a team with a lot of opt-outs, but for for a team like Oregon State, who's on the come-up right now, that's that, this is a big win for them.
0: Yeah, and this is another one I think that went exactly how you know, I expected it, how I think you expected it to go this way as well. Um, and, you know, I'm not putting any of the onus on Jack Miller. I agree with you. When you run it over 30 times and you average about a yard to carry, you're not going to win. I mean, that was just a pathetic offense. I think they had two yards in the second quarter. Um, and then how about Oregon State throwing the ball? I mean, I, every time I looked up, they were throwing the ball. They had a little dual quarterback thing going on. They had Tristan Gibbier. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And then, of course, Galvinson in there. And I thought they both were playing really well, um, and then you know Deshaun Fenwick picking up the slack. You know Damian Martinez goes uh, goes down the first half with an injury, so you maybe kind of worry about that. And nope, things that business as usual. They average over four yards of carry, and really just you know beat the hell out of Florida. I mean they they put all gas for that game, and the defense was especially impressive. Uh, and yeah, like you said, that's I believe what their third ten win season in program history. Uh, we, that's a top 15 finish I mean, that's a lot of great things happening this year and um, for and I forget the head coach's name but for the head coach there I think he's in his like six years taking some time to turn around and it's happening like, I'm happy to see it finally turn around like this it's been fun
1: to watch Kyle if you took one guess about someone's name uh, like an average white male's name you you could guess his name who, who the, Oregon, the coach Oregon State yeah it's, it's John Smith that's what I was about to say I was going to say something Johnson or Chad Johnson or something like that uh, makes it, John makes it, Smith, oh god makes it easy to remember but uh, another point here too watch out for this Pac-12 next year if Oregon State can get a quarterback uh, there's going to be a lot of good quarterback play Michael Penix is going back to Washington next year Bo Nix is going back to Oregon which was another kind of tidbit that came out this week uh, DJ Uyagule whether he's good or bad he's going to play with Chip Kelly at UCLA Kale Williams is back at USC Cam Ward who we're going to talk about here in the next game for Washington State Pac-12 will have some good quarterback play. There's, there's a lot of potential for improvement for some of these teams, especially if you have a team like Oregon State, who was 14th heading into the bowls so is going to finish a little bit higher than that. I mean, who would have ever thought that?
0: Yeah, that's that was a hell of a finish. Is Cam rising? Do you have one more year, or is that it for him? Uh, he has one more year, too, yeah. Okay, so he he's going to be a loaded quarterback, Lee. Who would have ever thought? Yeah, I think <laughs> And, and it's, I guess, Shadura uh, Sanders, right? Shadura Sanders, he,
1: he was, I mean... I know people are hyping up to be Heisman. I don't think FCS quarterback's ever going to win it since I think Steve McNair came close with Alcorn State way back in the day. But yep. um, he's he's going to be good, too. He could start for a lot of teams in FBS. I know people are thinking that he's just going to start because he's Deion's kid, and that's kind of true with the fit. But, like, he's he's good enough to play FBS. He could have gone FBS out of high school. He just chose to play for his dad. So it's going to be a lot of fun in the Pac-12. Okay.
0: The Pac 12 by itself than college football has had for the last like year or two. we've been so dry on quarterbacks, and now next year just suddenly they're loaded with them. All right,
1: cool. We'll see. I think uh, this is, I mean, everyone gets an extra year, so guys like Bo Nick stay, guys like Michael Pennix stay, you know, whatever stays. So the quarterback play is going to be better. And uh, I think there's other leagues, even, you know, even like the SEC, there's some teams that are going to have new guys coming in and starting, some teams with, you know, returning starters, but. Pac-12 might be might really set up for these quarterback battles, and we might be having to stay up until 2 a.m. to watch some of these good games, oh, too. Yeah. Go all right, let's move on to the Washington State Fresno State game. Uh, Fresno State wins this one pretty easily. Jake Hayner goes out a winner, 29-6 to in this one. Washington State seemed like they could not get their offense going at all. Cam Ward was running back there for his life. He he had the Dan Rolofsky, um safety in this game. He ran out the back of the end zone on one, uh, just no, not their day, but Fresno State, this this class that um, came back for this year, Jay Kaner, Jalen Moreno-Cropper, Jordan Mims, uh, they really uh, they finished strong. They had that weak stretch in the in the start of the season, the start and middle of the season. They lose those four games. They come back and don't lose again. I know Jay Kaner was kind of hurt, too, at certain points, but uh, the team that just didn't give up. And uh, Honestly, they, they were a team I kind of – I know we talked about preseason as maybe a team that can make a New Year's Six Bowl, but – uh, they were pretty close by the end of it too. If they wouldn't have lost that UConn game, they probably would have been right there up with there with uh, Tulane too. So uh, good season for them though, especially with losing their coach last year. Kalen DeBoer is now at Washington.
0: And shame on you for giving up them, uh, uh, giving up on them for the last game of the season. This was all Fresno, all Bulldogs, and I mean both sides of the ball it was a very dominant effort there by Fresno State. But yeah, like you said, man, you just change a couple things like the UConn win that might even put them in there just that alone, but yeah. They had a very close loss to an Oregon state that we just talked up for about five minutes there. I mean, it's a very good Oregon state team. Um, it's just kind of a story of, I guess, what could have been if you know they, they don't have the injuries early on or to kind of get it figured out earlier. But um, I think they'll still take a going out a winner against a good power five team in Washington state. Um, so good for the, good for Fresno state. I'm glad to see they, they got the win.
1: Yeah. A little bad at myself for giving up on them. Uh, I was a big Jay Kaner fan. We talked about that. I, I, Talked up taking Fresno State over eight wins this year. They got eight. They got a push. I should have been okay with it. You know, UConn came out of nowhere. No one was expecting UConn to win. Uh, And I also, in a a college fantasy football league, it's the biggest one I think on the internet with 50 teams with guys from working at all the outlets. I had Jordan Mims as my first pick, and he was awesome for me. I should have never given up on this team, but – this is uh, that's what this, this shows you to stay loyal. That's that's what it got to do. Uh, the Cam Ward, I'm excited to see next season for Washington State, but he's I mean he he needs to take a step forward too. The Lending Tree Bowl, Kyle, 38 to 24 Southern Miss. We talked about uh, Rice maybe not being a team that should be in a bowl game. They're five and seven. They get in because the academic progress rate's really high, uh, but we can't. I mean, we don't have to go too much into this game because it wasn't that close, but we have to talk about Frank Gore, um, the super back Frank Gore. He's played quarterback in his time there. He's played running back. Uh, He threw for 19 yards and a touchdown. He ran 21 times for 329 (laughs) yards and two touchdowns. Uh, He actually did not have a catch. I'm a little bit disappointed in in, in that, but – that stat line, that stat line by itself, as you said before the show, is good enough for most teams. He averaged 15.7 yards a carry. I have never seen anything like this. Even if Rice doesn't deserve to be in a bowl game, this is like an FBS yeah. game. Like, what what is going on?
0: And in, in his defense, there were only seven completed passes. Like two of them were his, <laughs> so seven total, nine total, I guess. There were seven that he could have caught, so I don't blame him <laughs> too much on that kind of hard to get in there when i mean they didn't need to throw the ball frank gore did everything um yeah man this game is crazy I, I really might just go back and rewatch the whole thing because i didn't get a chance to catch that and and i just want to see all these long runs i mean 329 yards averaging 15 yards a carry 21 times he goes on average 15 yards a carry that's insane. So I might have to go back and just kind of watch this one to see.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think we're gonna find out. Um you know, like after like a college player, whether where the season or he's going to the NFL draft, they'll have those those highlight tapes and it says like, I don't know, the best running back in college football or the, like the hardest hitter in college football. Like it's gonna he's gonna have that highlight tape where that says that. I couldn't tell you you're you wrong after that performance. It's, I don't think so. <laughs> all all the highlights are gonna be this game too. Is there no other highlights? He doesn't need any other ones. Uh, but it's just exciting performance for him. Uh, he just said he's coming back to Southern Miss next year. He said squash the transfer rumors. Um, they're going to run it back. That'll be exciting to watch him too um, because, you know, obviously his dad's an NFL player. He's had this awesome production. Uh, Southern Miss is a, is a program I think that, uh, you know, in the past, maybe five years ago, they were a team that consistently, you know, like won eight, nine, ten games a year, and uh, maybe they get back to that. Next one up, Kyle, we have BYU beating SMU in the New Mexico Bowl. Um, this was a game that had a lot of different guys who were out that made it hard to pick. So for SMU, they had uh, Rashid Rice, their best receiver, was out. That showed up because um, there was, I mean, the middle part of the game, SMU didn't score at all. They scored in the first quarter. They scored in the fourth quarter. They didn't score any other time. We had Jaron Hall out for this game, at BYU's quarterback. It was questionable whether he was going to play. Ends up not playing. BYU throws for 47 yards, still somehow wins the game. That defense really stepped up. That offensive line stepped up. Um, just a, just one of those again. Bowl games are weird like this, where guys come out of nowhere. I'm not gonna try to say BYU's quarterback's name, but um, <laughs> he uh, he had a good he he came in and scored for 47 yards. He ran for 96 yards. I you know I know that's not the greatest, but got a touchdown on the ground. He just got him to a win. This is just weird weird times.
0: Yeah. Uh it's like they ran a navy offense or something. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, they go for two there at the very end, try to go for the win. I respect that. I mean it's a bowl game, have some fun, whatever. Uh just a shame they came up short. Uh, Tanner Mordecai I thought I had a fine day, you know. Maybe doesn't go out of winner, but wasn't his fault, I wouldn't say. Um uh, just, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, a lot of opt outs, kinda of hard to get things moving, so.
1: Absolutely. Uh one of the games that people may have missed if they were watching that that awesome uh Miami versus Buffalo NFL game as well. The Frisco Bowl, Boise State wins 35-32. to 32. Um, This is a game that I, I think, honestly, um, North Texas, we talked about Seth Luttrell not being fired, so it's kind of a weird game, but they came out pretty motivated in this game too. Um, Austin on their quarterback, who's I think 27 years old, or 29 years old, one of the <laughs> oldest, he's, he's declared for the NFL draft. He comes out, he plays okay, 238 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, which kind of cost them. But uh, Boise State, honestly, their their running game was really, really good. They averaged 6.4 yards a carry. They were able to hold on to win in the end and uh, get the bull win. This is this is a really good result for this team as they moved from Hank Bachmeyer, like a, th- a three and a half year starter from them after like the second or third game in the year. Um, played pretty well in that, that first game of his career against Florida State on the road. Uh, but he, he transferred out. They figured it out. Talon Green comes in, shows he can throw it and run it, and get to 10 wins again
0: yeah you know back to old boise maybe a little bit took a couple extra games to get there but get there they did so uh you know good for them and everything but yeah i thought the fight out of north texas was pretty impressive i didn't expect this to be close i don't think either you or me did wasn't the spread like 10 points or something
1: yeah yeah this was
0: one of the larger spreads right yeah uh, so hell of a job by them you know good job coming out and making this a game it was back and forth there for most of the game obviously until the last touchdown there by boise but um yeah i thought that was a pretty good uh pretty good effort
1: it was, and then we'll go to the last recap now, Kyle, the Bur- Myrtle Beach Bowl, which just ended actually a couple of minutes ago before we started recording this. Uh, Marshall wins 28-14. to uh, This game looked like a blowout, and then UConn ended up coming back a little bit. Uh, they just don't have the quarterback play you need. Uh, Turner threw three interceptions for them, uh, not the greatest. Zion Turner threw three interceptions for them, not the greatest performance for him. Um, Marshall's running game played pretty well. Rash- Rashin Ali had 92 yards. Uh, Kaelin LeBourne had 90 yards. Um good season for UConn though. I, I mean, Marshall playing, getting nine wins is cool too, but like, honestly, the story of this this game is still that UConn got to a bowl game. Jim Mora did a great job. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people were like, Oh, I'm, I, you know, like UConn, they're gonna be the more motivated team, you know, the, but, but smaller schools, I think both will be motivated, but a uh, great job by Jim Mora. I think this maybe changes perception of maybe what he can do since it didn't really work out at UCLA after he recruited well, but, but a good season and um, Marshall gets the win though.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was an impressive one um, I, by UConn. I mean, I, I did not think that they were going to be able to do it. And um, sure enough, like, they get to a bull game, then they're getting blown out in this game, and they come roaring back. I mean, I don't know if they brought a whole bunch of fans or if it was just people cheering for the underdog, but, like, it sounded like they had a bunch of fans there, like, going crazy trying to get this bull win. Um, that was kind of cool to watch, especially in a game where you just kind of thought it was pretty much over. Yeah, uh, they, come, they come storming back, and um, – you don't have a true freshman in there it doesn't have all the ability in the world maybe you do finish the, the comeback but yeah that final interception really you know dagger ends the game i mean you know marshall bleeds out the final five minutes that final interception was pretty bad though i mean you, sh- you throw it out of the back of the end zone there you don't just lob it to them and i don't know you, you score there and who knows what happens but um the uconn magic finally ran out um, courtesy of marshall and marshall like you said had a great season you know the big notre dame win it's you know definitely going to be something to remember and good you know good job by them
1: Absolutely. So, Kyle, we picked some of the other games this week already. Um, This would be the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the Boca Raton Bowl, and the New Orleans Bowl. So we'll gloss over those. You want to hear our picks for that? Listen to last week's uh, episode. We'll go to the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. We have Baylor and Air Force. Uh, Baylor is favored by four points in this one.
0: Yeah, and uh, they don't really have a lot of opt-outs from what I was seeing. Uh, Just, you know, maybe a the secondary guy but he's not you know he's not one of the biggest factors there and um so it's mostly a, a full healthy game like maybe the healthiest everyone's opting in games we've had except i believe there's maybe one other that had everybody but yeah no this should be an interesting watch since it's going to have everybody i think i want to take air force i just haven't been a lot of i haven't been impressed too much with baylor this year um they kind of been wishy-washy they haven't been consistent like shaping Maybe on him a little bit, maybe not, but I, I kind of want to watch this Air Force offense, see what they can do. You know, Baylor's defense, in fairness, you know, they usually do a pretty good job, but you know, this is a little different animal, and we'll, I want to see how that works. But I've got Air Force.
1: I've got Baylor. It makes me feel un American picking against the Service Academy, but uh, <laughs> Baylor, Baylor's been, as you said, a little bit down. I think this is a game where uh, they're actually maybe more motivated than a lot of other teams because they had the year last year where they were in the Big 12 championship. They take a step back, maybe even a step back further than we even thought. Uh, Blake Shapin didn't play the greatest. I think they come out pretty sharp in this one. They want to win this one. They don't have a lot of opt-outs, don't have a lot of transfer portal guys. Uh, try to get things right for next season. Um, we'll say watch Brad Roberts of Air Force, one of the leading rushers in the FBS. He has 1,600 yards. I'd love to see him push towards a 2,000-yard uh, season. Not going to happen unless he pulls out the Frank Gore cape, but uh, the higher he can get on that list, the better. All right, we move on to Friday the 23rd. We have the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, Louisiana and Houston. Houston's favored by seven. Uh, this is another game where there's some injuries from earlier in the year for Houston, but not a whole lot of guys who are missing this one.
0: Yeah, um, actually, the the big news, I guess, was Dell saying that he was going to play despite going to the NFL, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. He's so much fun to watch. You put him on my radar way earlier in the season, and you know, every time I had a chance to watch Houston, he was going to be the fun one to watch. Obviously, he's the best player out there, so. Um, I think that's big. They don't really have a lot, like you said, no no big injuries really or opt outs or anything. And I thought Houston was better than their record showed this year. Um, you know, they have a couple close losses there. Won the Texas Tech. Won the Tulane, which that's like a pretty good loss too. Once you look at Tulane at the end of the year. Um, and so I think I won Houston this one. Um, I think it's just too much for the Cajuns.
1: I think so too. This is a this is a down year for Louisiana too. Like they're they're a team that in the past like obviously Billy Napier and, and all the coaches before them. They've been a pretty good program um don't think they really have the firepower to stick with houston in this one that's that's only going to get houston probably to win and cover in this one too um clayton tunes had a pretty good year as you said Nathaniel daniel dell one of my one of my favorite guys uh lots of speed with him too so be hard to keep up with them houston wins and covers our next game up we have the union home mortgage gasper liberal wake forest in missouri wake forest favored by one uh this is one of the good ones where it's two teams that uh, I mean, I think Missouri maybe met expectations, maybe uh, Wake Forest maybe took another step back from last year. Um, this there's a couple there's a couple guys who are going to be out for Wake Forest who who have an impact, and then there's there's plenty of guys for for Missouri, some transfer portal guys, some opt outs. Um, they, they're gonna have a lot to deal with in this one.
0: Yeah, and the strength for them this year, and you know, in my opinion, the games I've watched, and I think it holds true that defense has, has been very, very good for them this year. It's kept them in games when the offense hasn't been moving so much, um, and they do a really good job of bringing pressure and kind of getting the, the quarterbacks rattled and whatnot. And that's kind of what you would need um, to do to Sam Hartman. That being said, all the opt-outs and you know some injuries too, but mainly the opt-outs. I believe they have three guys and going to the NFL. I don't think it's going to happen this game. And if Sam Hartman has, gets comfortable, I think he's going to pick apart a largely kind of new faced defense for the final game of the year. I just don't think Missouri has it in them to do it. Um, and so I think I won't wake force in this one.
1: Me too. Um, like I said, favored by one point, Sam Hartman uh, had that health issue earlier in the year. I think he came back and maybe didn't play his greatest. He, he had some good moments still. He's still a good quarterback, but uh, definitely maybe was expecting a little bit better of him. They'll have AT Perry in this game. I kind of expected him to opt out as, as one of their best receivers. Uh, maybe in this draft class, maybe a second-round pick or something like that. But he's a he's a bigger receiver. I think Sam Hartman takes some chances downfield against the Missouri defense, uh, and they win by you know I'm not gonna say run to the casino. They you know they should definitely cover the spread because anything happens in bowl season. But uh, I you know I think they win by a touchdown or two. On Christmas Eve, we have the Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee, and San Diego State. San Diego State favored by seven points. There are no notable news about transfer portal or opt-outs in this one, Kyle.
0: Yeah, another uh, fresh one, I guess, but um, I, I don't – I'm going to be honest. I mean, I, maybe you know a little more, but I, I'm not too terribly familiar with either of these teams. Um, I do know I loved watching mid-Tennessee State take it to Miami, and um, and I know they're, they've won three in a row, and they're getting hot again maybe. So I, I'm going to take mid-Tennessee State.
1: Wow, big <laughs> upset. Favored by or... –
0: upset. Yeah, they're they're what, touchdown dogs. Yeah. But, uh, I know that – I liked watching that. I did watch that game. That was fun. <laughs>
1: I am going San Diego State. I um I like their I like their defense uh, this year. I mean twenty points a game they give up. That's that's not the greatest, but um, I think it's a little bit better than, than expected, especially when you look at the schedule. So there their losses on the year, right? They had they lost to Arizona. We found out Arizona maybe was better than we expected this year, especially with that offense. Uh, they lost to Utah, they lost to Boise State, they lost to Fresno, and they lost to Air Force who, who runs the ball very well. Uh, there's not a bad loss on that on that schedule. I think Middle Tennessee had a couple more uh, questionable losses this year. This one could, I, I, I'm with you. I think this one could go either way. I'm just going to go San Diego State because um, it seems like they beat the teams they should beat. We'll put it that way. All right, next one up we have on uh, Monday, December 26th. We have the Quick Lane Bowl. Bowling Green in New Mexico State. Bowling Green favored by three and a half points. Uh, Diego Pavia, the quarterback from New Mexico State, uh, is injured. May or may not play in this one. We don't really know. He has not been the greatest this the season anyway.
0: Yeah, um, and for that reason, and also the fact that New Mexico State doesn't really have any wins, um, I'm going to take Bowling Green. <laughs> I'm going through their schedule, and I'm like, man, they didn't beat an FBS football team this year. <laughs> like Hawaii, who we've been saying is a high school team, and then uh, UMass, uh, New Mexico, uh, Liberty with no coach. Uh, I'm, I don't know. It, it, I'm happy they're in a bowl game, and you know, good for them. But I just think Bowling Green's going to have a little more experience, and I think they're going to hit them hard. But
1: I think we'll I think so too. I'm going Bowling Green. Um, they looked really bad at the start of the year. They lost to that FCS team, at Eastern Kentucky, in the second game of the year, in one of the best games of the year. They lost 59 to 57. But <laughs> um, they they they've shown potential. They beat Marshall this year. We know Marshall's a good team. They beat Toledo this year. Remember last year they <laughs> beat uh, they beat Minnesota too. Last I think it was last season. Yeah, they upset Minnesota when no one thought they could. Uh, because, not because Minnesota yeah. was that good, but because Bowling Green was that bad. So. Um, Matt McDonald's a decent quarterback for him. I'll, I'll get Bowling Green. Screw it. <laughs> Tuesday, December 27th, we got a, a full day of bowl games here. We have uh, Georgia Southern and Buffalo to kick things off. Georgia Southern favored by three and a half, and this, this is what the, the Camellia Bowl. Um, we have not too many transfer portal news uh, that, are, that is really going to affect things too much, in my opinion. A couple quarterbacks for, for Buffalo in the transfer portal, but they didn't start anyway. Um, Georgia Southern has a couple injuries, but uh, overall, most of the team's key players on both sides are intact.
0: Yeah, and um, I'm going to go with Georgia Southern. I just I think I've always liked what they do. You know, they, they always seem to have a signature win this year. I guess it was Nebraska, um, and they always play really hard. You know, it's a team that I never like seeing on our schedule to be honest. Um, and I, I don't know too much about Buffalo,
1: but I like the Eagles to win. I mean, <laughs> going with the somewhat familiar team here um i'm going georgia southern Uh, so i'll say this first uh helton i think has done a phenomenal job right he goes usc he had the up and down kind of time there there was a couple good years a lot of bad years where people wanted him fired he goes to georgia southern who's a triple option team team and turns them into in one season a team that passes the ball very very well that's not easy to do so so props to him for doing that maybe this is a better fit than usc uh, we also have a little bit of a revenge game here. Kyle Van Treese is the former Buffalo quarterback. He transferred to Georgia Southern. Uh, could make things a little interesting. I, it kind of made me think about taking Buffalo, but I was like, I don't know. I, I think Georgia Southern's had the better year personally. I'm going to go Georgia Southern. But we don't often get revenge games in college football. This is something new with the transfer portal. We usually get an NFL, and that's fun, but we'll see yeah. what happens.
0: It's gonna I feel like that'll happen a lot more often these
1: days. Like <laughs> with the <Boys>. current landscape. <laughs> Especially with guys who are transferring to teams in conference just to play their former team. It's like a spite thing. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Next one up we have Memphis and Utah State. Both teams were six and six. Memphis is favored by seven.
0: And this was like you know, I think it's favored by seven because the opt outs, um, because I yeah. thought it was maybe going to be a pretty close competitive game, but you know, Utah state's missing some significant players. Um, the running back, I believe is the number one, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take Memphis in this one. Um, that's, you know, I'm going with, I'm, I'm trusting Las Vegas here.
1: <laughs> I am too. Uh, Calvin T- Tyler, the running back, you mentioned a very, very good one. Um, he's obviously opting out because he has pro potential. Uh, Memphis hasn't had their best season. Um, honestly, it's a little bit disappointing for them after after what they've done in recent years. But uh, I think that offense can still put up some points. I think they'll be able to outscore Utah State. The battle of Carolinas in the Birmingham Bowl: Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, East Carolina favored by seven and a half. Obviously, Jamie Chadwell took the Liberty job, so he will not be there. Uh, Grayson McCall is in the transfer portal, but he has decided to play in this game. This is something we I don't think we've seen where guys. Already say they're in the transfer portal, but still play the game. Uh, that is really big for for Crystal Carolina because without him, I think they were really kind of screwed. Uh, they do have one of the best players, uh, Josiah Stewart, Stewart, who's in the transfer portal right now on defense, defensive end. Uh, East Carolina has Ryan Jones, or tight end, opting out, uh, but they don't they don't miss too much other than him.
0: Yeah, that is kind of surprising news. I mean, I've seen it like a couple other times, but I've never seen a quarterback or someone like so as important to the team as like a quarterback doing that. So that is a little surprising. Um, But I still think ECU wins. I don't know how close it may or may not be. They got a seven and a half here that feels maybe a little big. Um, But I do think ECU is a lot better than seven and five. I mean, they had a lot of close games. They should have beaten NC State. They coached that one away. They barely lose to a bad Navy team, which that's tough, but it happened. Um, they almost beat UC, too. Uh, so I, I just think ECU kind of had a season. They let it get away a little bit. And um, you know, hopefully, you know, they can stay focused and get the win and make me look good. But, you know, if not, <laughs> that's still a cool story with uh, Grace McCall and come back to uh, Coastal and everything. So,
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see where he ends up because he is one of the best quarterbacks, players in the transfer portal, honestly. See if he goes somewhere bigger. This kind of half-spread, half-option offense is really fun to watch for Coastal. But I do think with all the opt-outs and and transfer portal guys, I should say, uh, they just have a lot to make up. I think ECU's offense will be able to move the ball. I think ECU wins. All right, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Uh, Wisconsin's favored by 3.5. This is the guaranteed rate bowl. Um, The biggest thing for Oklahoma State is that Spencer Sanders, their starting quarterback, is in the transfer portal. They also have some opt-outs. They have some key guys out besides that. But they really looked bad when he missed time during the season. Uh, Wisconsin has tons of guys, too. Um, you can you can go down the list. There's offensive linemen. There's there's quarterbacks. Um, this is going to be a bunch of backups playing against each other in this game.
0: This is going to be the ugliest game in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, kudos to Wisconsin for making the bowl game, though. But, you know, they, they fired uh, – I'm drawing a blank. But they fired the coach, you know, early on in the season, and, you know, things weren't looking too good. Still had a lot of tough games left on the schedule, and they still make a bowl game, so that's fun. Um, I this is like a coin flip. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State just because they have a current coach with Gundy, and like maybe he's got a little more cohesion with the team and fixing, you know, fixing all these new pieces in. But this is a really a who's who's. Like I have no idea. <laughs> I guess go for Oklahoma State. Uh,
1: I mean, you said you said ugly, Kyle. You did say it's going to be an ugly game. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> if you're going to tell me a team's going to win an ugly game, I'm taking Wisconsin every time. Um, They're a team. They usually wins bowl games. I think they've won like six of their last seven bowl games. Uh, oh yes. that's
0: true they have this weird winning streak yeah
1: yeah so I'll, I'll go wisconsin the quarterback situation for them does scare me too they're either going to start uh chase wolf from St. xavier high school in cincinnati or Ooh. uh i forget who the other one is but the third stringer uh either way um they'll give the ball to braylon allen and i think they'll might eke out a win just oklahoma state looks so bad when spencer sanders was out wisconsin has a yeah. good all year but uh, maybe that defense and that that running game can get things going UCF and Duke in the military bowl. Duke's over by three points. Uh, this has been a like a really good season for Duke. Um, not something we saw coming, and we, we really don't have too many things for Duke. We do have some issues for UCF. Mikey Keene is in the transfer portal, the quarterback. Ryan O'Keefe is in the transfer portal. Uh, he's their best receiver. Uh, he's signed on with Boston College already. Uh, and John Rice Plumley has been injured for most of the end of the season. If he's healthy, I've, you know that, that changes the whole game, but we just don't know if he's healthy.
0: Yeah, there's some too many questions I think for me uh, for UCF on that side of the ball, especially because we, you and I have watched him, you know, juggle the QB situation for the last few weeks, and it just didn't look like it worked. Um, and so, if there's question marks there again, maybe maybe Mikey Keene transferring is a good thing. Maybe there won't be question marks, but you also need him to be healthy. So. I'm just not too sure what I have with UCF and I do I know what I have with Duke and I thought Duke had a really good season. I think they can cap it off here um, with a pretty good win. I mean, regardless of the missing players and whatnot, UCF has been a good football club this year, football team this year. So um, I'm going to take Duke.
1: I am too. I, I think we're not like this. This is like big, big news. Like Ryan O'Keefe is a really good receiver. Um, for them, that's, that's going to make things tough to move the ball. Uh, Mike Elko has done a fantastic job uh, at Duke already. Um, uh, I I'm, I'm, I'm this is one of the one of the games that I think will fly under the radar because it's you know UCF, which is a you know AAC team, going to be a Big Twelve but AAC team versus Duke. But I think this will be a fun one to watch. Kansas and Arkansas, we have the Liberty Bowl. Both teams are six and six. Uh, Arkansas is favored by three points. Uh, we do have um, some news in terms of transfers and injuries and opt outs. Uh, Arkansas has linebackers, offensive linemen, key players, backup quarterback transferring out. Uh, Kansas really doesn't have too many key players out for this one.
0: Yeah, that's not going to be good news. Um, Arkansas hasn't been very good against the run, too. And, you know, that's, I think, more how Kansas is oriented without Jalen Daniels. Uh, Jalen Daniels is back, right? Or is he?
1: Uh, he's expected to play, yeah. He came back at the end.
0: Oh, well, even better then. Um, so I guess they can't be still pretty dynamic. Uh, that probably helps them anyway, though, because Arkansas has been awful against the pass. So um, that probably, you know, that bodes well for them. I, I think Kansas wins just because it, this game means so much more to them. Um, it's the first bowl game in, like, 15 years. Um, I, you know, as you see, there's, like, really no opt-outs or anything, just a few injuries. Um, and like like you said, Arkansas is missing just chunks of players and everything, and they, they kind of limped through that last leg of the season. And um, I just I think it might be a loss here to Kansas. Uh, I think Kansas going to be pretty charged up.
1: This is uh this is one of the hottest tickets out there. I think Kansas making the bowl game, you know, really beefs things up. It's in Memphis too, which makes it kind of decently easy for both teams to get there. But sixty six dollars for, oh, yeah. for a non non New Year's Six bowl that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I'm going I'm going Arkansas. I'm going to go back to uh, you know I tried to break the habit for a while and um, you can't I can't
0: just just can't. go buy one of those woo pig hats, dude.
1: I, at this point, I might. <laughs> But no, KJ Jefferson uh, is playing in this game, and he should be healthier. Should be hopefully <laughs> healthy. That's one of the things that derailed their season was was his health being being bad. Uh, Rocket Sanders is a good player, and and Kansas. I mean, after after starting the year so well, really faltered down the stretch. I, some of it was Jalen Daniels' injury, uh, but I think it just caught up to him. They got off to a hot start, and just the gruel, of the season grind of the season really really got on them. So I'm going to go Arkansas uh, to win this one. All right. One of the other best games that is not a New Year's Six game. We have Oregon and North Carolina. Uh, at least in terms of matchup, it should be good. But the line is fourteen points to Oregon.
0: I feel like that's fair. Um, you, you and I were talking about it too. North Carolina just really faded down the stretch. You know, it, maybe it was Jake May's. You know, freshman freshman stuff coming out or whatever like maybe that you know the experience caught up to him or something but um I, I really didn't like what i saw from north carolina in those final three games um yeah at least they were competitive in the first two clemson obviously that's a different animal so i get it but i just think oregon's been way more consistent i know they had a couple losses here and there but the pack 12 was good you know it, it is what it is and they lose to oregon state that's tough but you know that's it, it's on the road it's your rival and you still like barely lost the game and it was kind of fluky anyway um, and then, of course, the, they barely lose to Washington. And I, I just trust – well, this is going to feel weird to say. I trust Bo Nix um, and Oregon to take care of business.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, it's cool that he decided to come back for another year. But I don't know if his stock could get any better after how bad it was.
0: So I, I, don't, I agree. How much better are you going to get? I mean, he had a great year.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. So I thought he was going to be, like, coming to this game and he was going to, like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to declare for the draft. Because I'm playing North Carolina's defense in this game. You're, you can have the best game of your life. You can play, honestly, maybe this is Bo Nix, like coming back down to earth or something, but theoretically, North Carolina's defense is really bad. On top of that, if you look at the opt outs, they have Tony Grimes, who's a corner transferring out, Storm Duck, who's a, is a really good corner transferring out. Um, you, can, you can really do some damage. Uh, North Carolina also has Josh Downs, wide receiver, opting out. Um, Oregon has um, the most famous guy opting out would be Christian Gonzalez. He's going to be a first-round pick at corner for them. Their defense sucks too, uh, so this should be a lot of points. But I have Oregon to win and cover 14 points. I think North Carolina's defense is that bad. I think that's that's, that's really the difference. Drake May can still play well in this game, but in the end of the day, it may not matter. Last one we'll pick tonight, the Texas Bowl. We have Texas Tech at Ole Miss. Ole Miss favored by 3.5. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to let you take this one away. You know more about what's going on here than I do.
0: Uh, well, it's really just going to matter. You will know, come down to, in my opinion, is are they focused? Because that was the theme of the last two weeks of the season, and they weren't, and they lost, and it was pretty evident that they weren't all there. Um, understandably so, but that stuff's now officially behind them, so maybe they come out and they're ready to go, and they, they punch them in the mouth. Um, the opt-outs for Ole Miss, just norm. None of them mean anything. Um, the, none of those guys played. I, I guess that's not fair. Miles Battle, which was the most recent one, um that that's kind of a significant loss in my opinion I mean I thought he's played really well um and he's been kind of a depth piece starting at times um so that kind of hurts but nothing to be too worried about um you know they've got guys to fill in um but I'll take Ole Miss um if nothing else Ole Miss does not lose to Texas Tech so even in the bowl games so I maybe they'll take care of business just you know based on history
1: yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going Ole Miss. And you know what? I'll I'll put the Detulio curse on it too. I say Ole Miss big. They cover. Um, <laughs> oh God, don't do that. <laughs> Texas Tech. Um, they're without. We the... never. What's we the... never win big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm. I'm pretty confident. Um, Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech's best player, defensive end. He's also a first round pick. Um, he's out with an injury. I, I think he. He, I, this, he had like a, a statement saying he wasn't going to be back for the bowl game. He's been injured for for a couple of weeks um that's huge their defense obviously not the greatest without their best player on either side of the ball that's going to be tough I think Ole Miss should be able to run the ball um decently well against against Texas Tech we'll see if I put the curse on them but I think Ole Miss is a a much better team and uh especially when you take into account like you know Ole Miss as you said doesn't have too many guys sitting out uh that have really impacts Texas Tech loses their best player that's that's just to me that that makes things over the top if I jinx it Uh, i'll buy i'll buy you a drink next time i see you buddy all right deal
0: (laughs) i'm expecting that
1: all right so any final thoughts for the week Kyle?
0: no i'm a little uh, yeah i mean yes okay because i am gonna say something i'm a little bummed that they put so many games on tuesday and wednesday i'm gonna i'm gonna miss get a chunk of these i don't like that
1: (laughs) oh just what do you mean you're gonna miss them just with work and stuff
0: yeah, I'm gonna miss a, like probably two games a day. I don't know. Wednesdays it seems like they they all start at better times, so I'll probably catch Wednesdays. We gotta record one of those days too, so uh, it's gonna be. We we'll have to be quick next week, you know.
1: We'll, we'll do it quick. <laughs> we'll recap everything quick. We'll pick them quick. Um, I, have, I have at one... least like
0: tonight with the one game. It's already over. You know, we got to see all of
1: it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have uh I have one final thought, Kyle, and this was brought up to me. Um, by someone who's not really a college sports fan, so this this will be interesting to see. He said, "If you had to eat one college mascot that was prepared the right way, which one would it be?" Gator. Gator. All right. I said yeah. I said uh, a Longhorn steak. Bebo.
0: Okay, that'd be good too. Or Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo burgers are good. Yeah. Uh, the other. Oh man, there's a lot. The other. <laughs> the, the
1: other. The other. The other key answers were were uh, Syracuse eating an orange would be good. Um,
0: yeah, but you don't cook an orange. I mean,
1: too too easy though. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, a Razorback, and I, you know, I was like, Do you, "Is this like, is this a luau type thing? Are you gonna put it on a spit? Like, what are we doing here?"
0: My Razorback was like a very, very close too, but I, I just when you said cooked up and jazzed up, I was like, ah, I, I have pig all the time. I want some gator. I want someone that knows how to make some gator." put that stuff on a hoagie or whatever
1: There you go. the other thing people said was like can you even eat a horned frog can you do horned frog legs or something like that that's that's a delicacy but i i, I was well, like horned I, frog that's is that a real thing or do they just say that yeah i think it's more of a lizard though i i, I don't know is this
0: frog poisonous you know like i, I no, don't want to you know it can get dangerous
1: <laughs> it is poisonous i'm not sure it's poisonous to eat but we, i don't want to touch it either <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, well, yeah, that's that was brought up to my attention today. And I literally sat there for about an hour, like, going through all the teams, all the mascots, going through, like, Division Two teams. And, like, I don't know. I was like, I'd eat a bear. I don't, I've never had a bear before, but I'd try a bear. You gonna cook <laughs> I up feel a, like that's
0: gamey. I don't I'd, know. <laughs> I'd try
1: it. And then we talked about, like, you know, like, a hokey bird is basically just a turkey. So, like, you could do that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's definitely
0: some good options here. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, so you, you had a – you had – the gator and then buffalo burgers or, or razorback um, yeah razorback
0: being close second i'm, going, I'm maybe, going maybe just first because i don't like them but you know
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the steak i don't know i just think it's it's if you have a good you can't steak, go wrong yeah exactly and apparently like a lot of I, I did some research a lot of the steaks we eat come from longhorns anyway so we're good
0: okay yeah, there you
1: go all right well that's a good pick then that's my that's my final question there um uh, I guess it's my turn to remind everyone to subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it helps us out. Uh, like us if you see us online. Um, we'll be back next week to recap these bowl games, preview the next week of bowl games as we go on in college football. Talk about any news. For now, thanks for listening. We'll see everyone next week. 18 plus.